0: Welcome back to the Piper Carter podcast everyone you are listening to Piper Carter and yes this is 2021 January we are on our 105th episode we're coming to you uh, via zoom because they say our COVID numbers are climbing in Michigan so just want to bring into the room my illustrious co host what's up Brittany
1: Peace pipe. What's going on, Deja? Hey, y'all. It's poppin'. Not Nothing much. Jaira, how are you?
2: Hey, I am great.
0: Wonderful, yes. wonderful. So, what was everyone's week like? Um, what was your week like, Brittany?
1: Uh, week was good. Um, Settling in at work. New job. New year. New goals. And, um... Just had a really chill weekend. No, nothing nothing abnormal. Watching a lot of basketball. Making a lot of pizza. Got a pop-up coming up Friday for Martin Luther King Day, FY. What's about it? All
0: right. That's what's up. Ooh.
3: What's up with you guys? I'm just working too much. That's all. Part the Donna's gig is going cool, but I'm tired all the time
1: are so, you done are you done in the eye world?
3: No, I'm not done in the eye world. I still really like my job. It's just the management and it's kind of I don't know I'm not I don't know today was one of the first times I went in there in a good mood, and I think it was because I was elevated prior to going in, so.
0: You were mute, mute uh, Deja.
3: I was saying that I feel like the the reason I went in there today with such high spirits is because I was elevated prior to going in. Mm-hmm. But I don't really know if I love the job the same as I used to. Mm. I don't know what I... I don't know. I'm not I don't know. If it paid more, I feel like I'd be happier there because I like what I do, but I just don't know what else to do right now I'm going through a 20 year old life
2: crisis uh,
0: (laughs) what about you Jaira?
2: um i had a pretty busy week i mean besides christmas you know spending time with family Mm -hmm. and everything that was great uh just been trying to because i'm trying to get into a new job honestly um Just work towards getting into uh, cybersecurity and uh, uh, iOS app development more. So I'm trying to be like a desk job in a way or like where I'm working on a computer. Okay. Um, that's that's really about it. And just working with Lumumba and doing gigs, stuff like that.
0: That sounds good. That sounds super good, 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 good,
2: good, good. Yeah, trying to make this year very productive. Oh no, my uh, girlfriend. She has a um, new website. She's co- well, business that she's doing. Okay. For, like um, makeup and uh, lip gloss and uh, necklaces and things like that, and it comes out soon. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she. That's, I'm just been helping her with that.
0: All right. Well, let us know how we can support. Definitely. You know, that's what's up. Congratulations to her. Yep, yep. So for me, my week was pretty intense. I started taking this music business certificate at uh, NYU, New York University, and I'm doing that online. And I've also been on Clubhouse. I attended um, a couple of really good Clubhouse um, you know, conversations and sure. Uh, thanks for initiating such a uh, great, great wait, concept. best clubhouse uh, now. Hang so, out so people... um, I just been trying to figure out like, you know, ways in which to support people better. So, like, support the people that support me, like, like you guys, and then also, uh, with women in hip hop, just restructuring a lot of stuff. We had a good women in hip hop conversation on clubhouse yesterday and um just looking just looking at how i can be more of service to people to folks to artists um especially women identified artists so uh just a lot of learning and a lot of listening so yeah and still looking forward to deja's debut with her uh beats so we're
3: under a month away yeah me too
0: can't wait <laughs> thanks oh, on, uh, thank you thank on, you uh, working on women's history month project so Ooh. Uh, getting that together so i'll probably reach out to y'all I, I i you know how you try to work things out in your head first to figure out things and put manifestation on stuff so i am be reaching out to y'all this week to get that going because i had an idea but now that'd be, be cool yeah so just way in which to transform you know how we did the uh the showcase the annual showcase of women in hip-hop at the um at our residency at the Charles H Wright yes ma'am well um that was a two-hour thing and that might be a bit aggressive on you know I mean maybe so maybe not but I think right now I'm going to move it and we're. I'm going to do something different because I want to make it more interesting online. So I'm going to do a 30-minute um, showcase and I'm just going to focus on one artist. And, um, I you know, but we're going to do visuals for it and we're going to live stream it. And she's writing music and we're going to have... Different videos available, so just want to uh do something that was much more intentional so that it also plays into her goals as an artist, so that um you know we're moving towards um creating something that's that's a bit more inspirational than just trying to make music, if that makes sense, or just past representation, right? So now. Mm-hmm. High- how do we feed people, you know, feed people's souls with the music? How do we, you know, for me, Touch. Stevie Wonder is one of my top favorite artists. I know he's not a woman in hip hop, but he's one of my top favorite artists, like of all time. And the music that he made, you know, was just full of love and full of vision and he pushed boundaries, you know, with the technology and with his instruments and um. But Stevie's
1: top five for me as well
0: yeah so just like how he was very intentional you know with his music I want to work with artists who are creative I shouldn't say like that because there's nobody that can compare to Stevie but um but are intentional and and want to um you know do something to impact sound and society if that makes sense that's my goal that's my goal so I'm to start there so yeah 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 well that's me but um Jaira what's going on in the tech world right now you're muted Jaira
2: oh sorry about that um so you want me to uh wait sorry i didn't i'll, I'll step wait for a sec what did you say
0: i was saying your tech report
2: oh okay yeah boston so i dynamics. wanted to talk about um boston dynamics um so i'm not sure if everyone is familiar with this company but they're like a robotics um company and they specifically uh work on like uh robots or you know uh, different like software things like that to better humanity in a way so they have like um, new robots that are military grade and they function and you know work without uh, without a controller so like you know it's not someone behind a controller fully operating a robot they have them where they're like self-intelligent and they know how to determine whether uh, a person is um, armed or whether the person is dangerous or whether they're a civilian or not and uh, also they have it to where they're in combat uh, they have like a little a, a parody online where they sh- they're showing off the um, it's on YouTube if you type in Boston Dynamics uh, robot on YouTube you'll see like a parody video of them demonstrating how the robots are very responsive and how um, if you hit it or if you um, like ram it or anything, like put any obstacle in front of it, it'll determine whether or not, um, you know, the person is uh, bad or not to shoot them. So like, you know, they had different obstacles where they were hitting the robot, pushing it on the ground and it gets right back up. Um, They stand in front of it, in front of a target and it wouldn't shoot until they uh, aren't in front of it anymore and um, they even stood next to a target and then shot the target rather than them. Um, they were just showing off the different uh, capabilities that um, this robot is capable of so that they can put it in combat so that uh, people aren't harmed anymore and they could just send the robots so that um, soldiers can just go home to their families and not have to risk their lives anymore.
0: Okay,
1: first I'm gonna let Brittany and Deja respond. I just love Gyrus' optimism when it comes to tech and it being safely used. I mean, honestly, I think I saw one of uh, the Boston Dynamics uh, like uh, prototypes a couple years ago, and I think the robot was like running, and they were like watching its movements. Um, I mean, in all honesty. This is where we are. It would be interesting to see robots being implemented into the military. Um, And it will also be interesting to see if police departments start implementing them in the next five years. Um, I am a huge um, fan of robots in fashion for some reason just because of, I mean, there's no secret that there's still a lot of child labor and cheap labor that's being used, excuse me, being misused. So at the end of the day, I would like to see uh, robots in the application. Uh, I think I saw on YouTube, there was like a robot that was building a shoe within like six minutes. So I don't know. I mean, it's just the Adrienne.
0: That's all I have to say. <laughs>
3: What are your thoughts, Deja? Um, I, I don't know because I don't like the idea of police robots, but I see that artificial intelligence is unstoppable and inevitable. So I don't know. I just will keep observing and hope that they don't come to my city or a town near you.
0: Y'all know I'm annoyed, right? I love you. Yeah. (laughs) are you annoyed? annoyed Oh, listen. I've been following Boston Dynamics since like 2007, okay? They have this... uh, It started with like Big Dog and Little Dog. Big Dog has now... Big Dog was this anatomic robot that had the same articulation in the joints as maybe like a wolf or you know, some, some type of uh, mammal that can run really fast, right? And then, um, but it didn't have so much intelligence, but it had intelligence back then, and it was able to go in all terrains and all weather, and they were showing how even if you knock it down, it keeps going. If you knock it down, it keeps going. Now, you mix that with the conversations we had about surveillance before with the... Um, the algorithms, the racist algorithms that, uh, you know, our algorithms are what we put into it. And because some, there, there's so much racism, our algorithms are racist, you know? So when you think about the programming that will go into these robots, first of all, I'm all for defunding police, military, like dismantling all that crap. But when you think about what technology already the nefariousness of a police or military like their function is to murder people And, and so then just think of them having access to an indestructible robot that is not controlled by a human but has its own brain and its own thinking that's based on these algorithms and then I just think of like when it's time to upgrade systems or when it's time to, when I think of when technology fails because, you know, so when technology fails, like if the thing is wet, I mean, I'm just making up wet because that's normally what can destroy technology. But I'm sure it's at this point, I've seen these robots going all weather, underwater, rocks get dropped, fall, flip, like she said, kicked everything. And I don't know if y'all saw RoboCop but that movie did not end well and it was in Detroit like that movie did not end well I know it's a fake movie it a fiction no but I'm with you though Piper it is like Robocop vibes I'm just like I just don't like the idea of some indestructible police robot that makes decisions on its own whether or not it's gonna shoot you and then let's say if you are like hey I'm safe I read books and I don't, I don't participate in anything. They're like, you know, remember the, uh, you know, the robot was just like focused, you know what I'm saying? I could just imagine, like, I just don't give technology that much credit to do thinking that a human being or discernment that a human being can make. Now, don't get me wrong. We're going to touch on what happened last week. Cause those people, I guess they're human beings. Um, but I'm just thinking of like what if they were robots that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean,
1: I'm guessing in the future there'll be stages, right? They'll probably be p- robots that aren't programmed to kill people. They they don't they, they they won't be able to use full strength. But there'll probably be robots that I don't know, like the first level is like be able to like, you know, like what happened last week, probably do a better job of blocking. Like you said, they, you knock them over, they'll get back up. I don't know. A robot that can fight but can't kill?
0: What kind of program would that need? But, I mean, if it's intelligent, right? Right. I'm asking you, Jaira. Like, so, if a robot is, quote, unquote, intelligent, right? Yeah. That means that, let's say if Jaira is standing next to some, like, gyra's cousin that is dangerous, you know? You're saying that the robot's gonna be like, oh, you know, and I don't like to call black men dangerous, okay? it's a fake scenario, but it's terrible. But so it's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get gyra's cousin, but not gyra. And and we're expected to believe that the robot is going to like differentiate and be like, oh, gyra's cool. He's he's I don't know, man. I don't trust it. I mean, I don't well, like the idea at all, and I don't trust
2: it. I understand that, um, but I mean, I, I'm I'm there for it, but to a certain extent, I'm not, I'm just, you know, letting everyone know about the new tech that they are, that's going on in the world, but as far as, like, me agreeing with it, I agree to it to a certain extent. Like, I, I feel like robots are um, cool and things like that, but... As far as like giving them the okay and um, access to like kill people, I feel like that might be kind of too far in the beginning. Well, I just feel like it's too far in general because you're letting something that has no spirit, no consciousness really, or anything like that determines whether someone lives or not. Um, And not only that, just like uh, enforcing law on different people I feel like that's kind of um, just too much. That's like something you see in a movie, and I feel like it should just stay in movies. Uh, I feel like it shouldn't be something that should be brought into the world, like on um, like on the streets. I feel like they should just have robots like helping people in a sense, like you know, like a nanny robot or something like that, or just something like very like uh, soft and just not necessarily soft, but something very like safe and. That can help like help like a robot to help like elderly people get up the stairs or um get into cars or walk across the street, things like that. Like
1: traffic control, like public yeah.
2: safety. Yeah, like public safety and stuff like that.
3: That's a
1: big umbrella though. Yeah. It is. It, it'll that's where it'll start and it'll get upgrades. It'll get upgrades. They'll they'll definitely be in wars for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. they'll start off
1: in like public safety and then end up in the military they'll start probably in the national guard and then move on to uh combat war
2: yeah well regardless i mean regardless of what you you know do people are going to want more kind of like like with the uh like spacex and how tesla and like you know trying to make a Cars go to Mars and stuff like that. In the beginning, yeah. we were going to the moon and then it advanced to going to Mars. And next is gonna be going out in the Milky Way. And next it's like no matter what we do, people are gonna want more from it.
1: That and I think when you, you mentioned people and human interaction, I mean it's just like money, it's just like guns, right? Yeah it's it's not the it's not the money, it's not the gun that's bad, it's people misusing it. Yeah, so definitely. people, people. More people learn coding and start and are able to program these robots off market. You know, like how people have bazookas and stuff and, and illegal weapons. You know, people are gonna have robots that are gonna that are gonna be dangerous.
0: Yeah, they're gonna know how to program,
1: program them to be dangerous.
0: Well, you know, um, Boston Dynamics, when they came out with Big Dog back in um, 2007 or so. That that's a partnership that they have with darpa you know with who yeah. piper it's the department of defense and so oh, wow no i didn't know that yeah, yeah. so, that, so it's i didn't know in, i didn't know that's who big dog was through it's through boston dynamics which is an independent contractor which and is what the,
1: i mean is i didn't realize that that's i didn't know that the uh, Department of defense was who they partnered with for that
0: Oh, yeah. That's where that's where the origin of it is. <laughs> With DARPA. I hate to laugh. I have a sick sense of humor. I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because it's uncomfortable and I'm annoyed. But right. <laughs> but, Me too. Yeah. So that I just, you know, it just can't be good. But, you know, we got a law of attraction, put the best into the universe. But um, Yeah. You know what, we said we were gonna, um, thank you for that, Jaira. I don't know if you had any more to add.
2: Oh, no, that was all. Um, I think I covered pretty much uh, everything I wanted to talk about.
0: You know what, I know we were. I have we have like some topics, but I do, since we talked about that, I do wanna just, uh, can we just spend a couple minutes on uh, what just happened? <laughs> this transformation yeah. of the world I would love to get um, shit was fucking crazy can I just get your can we just hear from you Deja please man they,
3: <laughs> that's supposed to be the safest building and the what is it the most powerful nation in the world got broken into didn't even have bulletproof glass unbreakable glass the police let them in Motherfuckers had zip ties, stole podiums and shit. That shit was crazy. They let them do that shit. There's so many <laughs> That's pictures. So wild to me. It was so many pictures. So much stuff ransacked. So many offices. The damages. They carved. I forgot what they carved into the door, but that shit was just crazy. The niggas were wild. And they were in there having a blast. Posing with the statues and
0: shit. Right. What do y'all think as you know the, the leaders of today, tomorrow? What are y'all thoughts as young people? I mean you're young, you're young compared to me, but I'm just wondering.
3: I feel like they all need to be punished, but I don't know what's up with the government right now.
1: Um, I mean, there's so many aspects to what, what, what happened. I mean, in the sense of them getting inside and the, uh, the, like Deja said, the building being protected. I mean, I'm just thankful that they're, they're probably is best that they didn't shoot and that they allowed those people to come in there and do those things. Because if they didn't, It would have been a bloodbath on national TV and that would have been even worse. Oh my God.
3: But I mean, that happens in other countries, but you're right. America couldn't have been the hypocrite to do that. And even other countries said that, that America was a hypocrite because they had no right after this to judge them about the way that they carry out whatever they, they, they do. Yeah.
1: It's funny you say that because I was looking at, uh, the BBC coverage of uh what happened on YouTube in the comment section of all these foreigners. I mean, even when Donald Trump got elected, you know, the world laughed at us for having a reality show star as a president. But some of the comments were just so uh, interesting of how the world sees us, you know. And they're like, Mexico is currently building the wall. And it had me laughing so hard because they're basically saying, like, Donald Trump got what he wanted because Mexico doesn't even want to, want to be near us. Nobody wants to be near us. They're like, Canada is currently building a wall as well. Or saying things like, so much for a wall, as people are climbing over the wall to get in, and get inside, you know? So, I mean, I, that's not the America that we are, you know? uh you know you have a lot of people are saying like this has nothing to do with black people this is this isn't our issue you know but from a for from a former foreign perspective you know that 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 gave the world a lot to digest
0: mm-hmm. yeah I. And agree.
1: Uh, that's something we have to think about you know that's uh it
3: made us look so weak
1: yeah very weak you know inner so inner, fi- inner fighting is 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 the weakest of 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 all fighting, is when you're fighting amongst yourselves. Like if we're on air and we're fighting, you know, it looks weird. You know, it will help our ratings. You know, (laughs) uh as an American, right? We laugh and we say that, right? That's Mm -hmm. what we enjoy. Is uh, you know, confusion, discombobulation, yeah, trauma, Mm -hmm. all that, you know. And then my cousin has a as a friend that works for the CIA. He lives here in Michigan. He was raised in Detroit, born and raised. And uh he was he was saying it's so interesting how the media and social media has done their job for them. He says it's unreal. All they have to do is just go online. And you know, people have already started losing their jobs. Um people have already started being arrested. I mean, that's the that thing people- too,
0: right? That that Trump, yeah, huh, these Trump set them up and th- now they all get them left out. them out to dry. Now they're pissed at them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
1: he's people's, he's saying people's family members and neighbors are calling and snitching. <laughs> I mean, he was wrong for that. He
3: basically, mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't say like be violent, but. He told
1: them what I mean, he wanted them he to did. do. They, they exaggerated Rudy, it. And then... Yeah, Rudy Giuliani said, war, you know, a uh, 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 war by combat or, you know, the, all types of things were said to, to these crowds of people. And like Piper, we were talking about that night when we were all on the phone that night, how organized they were, how strategic it was. You know, I sent you guys the the the, the cherry on top which was funny, it was like a Quentin Tarantino film because the, the the last piece of uh, video that I saw in the night was the, the Trump family partying in a tent, looking at different camera angles of everything that was about to go
0: down. They knew what was about to happen. Wow. Yeah, I, they knew what was going to... I posted a post on Facebook talking about that. I think it was orchestrated from the inside out, Um, from the police letting them in to just no security in, you know, by the doors, people just being able to come down the building on a freaking scaffolding. Like there was none of that. Can you imagine people just being able to do that and it, yeah. was, it was one person, right? It wasn't like it was like one lone crazy person. It was like happening like all over the building. Yeah. Inside, outside. And um. so we know that, you know, the military is complicit. The, the politicians were complicit. The, you know, obviously the police is the lowest person on the totem pole. So they're just carrying out orders as far as I'm sure. concerned mm-hmm they were instructed i mean for sure. all those people had
1: all different types of weapons and bombs on them you know what they
0: a found that, I mean, bombs, you know they found bombs there they weren't really publicizing that they found bombs but they found bombs over there
3: yeah there was a man that um drove a truck full of bombs and he parked it like a ways from from capitol hill walked to Capitol Hill to participate in like the drama. And then when he got back to his truck, he got arrested.
0: Wow! So, oh, oh wow. And that's interesting, right? Like, so folks are, I mean, that in and of itself is crazy to me, but there's so much to say, but so many pe- people have, by the time this airs, so many people will have said so many things, you know, on the internet. But, um, I just think it's. I think you know what we do have a. Um, we do have a statement, and we do have um, some demands. And when I say we, I'm talking about uh, the rising majority. And um, I was just gonna read that right quick. Um, and the thing is, well. A lot of people were like okay what you know where do we go from here and even we were talking right like we were saying that there's probably gonna be an uptick of um you know more surveillance and yeah, more sure. law and order you know on all of us you know what i mean yep and so uh I wanted to read some of our, um, our short-term demands. Uh, remove Trump immediately. He is dangerous and unfit for office. Expel every member of Congress who collaborated and conspired in Wednesday's attempted coup. Remove them from their corporate platforms and boards and ban them from social media. Secure our elections by abolishing the electoral college create a commission to investigate the allegations of of cooperation between the organizers of the failed coup, the Capitol Police, and Congress, defund and divest from policing, and reallocate those funds to new approaches to community safety, sustainability, and accountability. All elected officials must publicly renounce white supremacist nationalist groups, rhetoric and insurgency and be forced to resign. So those are our um, demands.
1: I like the demand of removing Trump. Um, I was Saturday, yesterday talking to some people and they were saying that it would be more ideal to impeach Trump versus invoking the 25th amendment because if he's impeached the second time it removes the ability for him to have the presidential treatment after he's done. Like, no secret service. Um, he doesn't get money for housing. He doesn't get money for anything for his costs of living. And nor can he run for president again. So, if they impeach him, it would be better for America. Um, it just is just a matter of what, you know, what legally congress is able to do 25th amendment or impeach him for the second time because he was impeached um yeah. in the summer of two, 20 you know
0: 2020 yeah and that's crazy right because how do you get impeached and still be president right how did that happen right how does that happen? i guess i'm trying to figure out like why is it that this man, no one can stop this man? Like all of these people in so-called power, how come nobody can stop him? That's why That's why I keep saying it's deeper than uh, that he's the president, right? Like right. there's people who are way richer and way more powerful who have seated him there and want him to stay there for whatever reason. So for me, it's deeper than like just him. And I refuse to believe that he is smart enough to come up with all these schemes. I really feel like it's something larger at play. And I think it is military and and intelligence, you know. I do too. Mm -hmm. And honestly, there's been a coup on this country ever since Kennedy. You know, These these are the same people that murdered Kennedy. Right. And, you know, Johnson, uh, when when he, uh, you know, so-called took over when Kennedy was murdered, um, you know, he was a part of it. And then you look at Nixon, that whole camp, you know, was a part of it. And you look at um, who lost
1: the Civil War.
0: (laughs) Say that again.
1: I said, and who lost the Civil War?
0: I mean, this ironic. Whole thing, this whole thing is a is 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 connected to that. I mean, and then honestly, if you look at um just the rise of the right, the right wing around the world. You know, Poland, yeah, elected somebody. Sure. Brazil, you know, um, England with the Brexit. You know, all, there's these uh, Venezuela. So. The right wing has been on the rise now for like maybe like six years, seven years, maybe longer. Probably like probably like seven, at least seven years or so. The right has been, you know, gaining so-called power, right? Around around the world and putting in leadership. And so, yeah, Trump is quote unquote like one of them. You know what I mean? Um, so even like what is what is uh anyway those are our list of demands <laughs> just wanted to put that on the table um nice very nice let me see well let's go to deja because I, I i have a couple more topics but i don't want to dominate the conversation
3: no 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 this is all good it's relevant um my subject is censorship all of these social medias have banned Trump because they violated their um like the rules of the of the platforms about inciting violence and encouraging racism and just any all of the things that he's violated against human rights they've all finally banned him but i'm just annoyed that they decided to do it now to save face because they didn't want to incite anything else over the next few days of his presidency and also, apps have been taken out of the App Store, Amazon Store, and Google Play Store, too, because of censorship. Um, but these are more right-leaning apps um, because they were supporting Trump stuff. So there's this app called Parlor that was taken out, and it was just a platform for, like, right-leaning people, right-wing-leaning people to just congregate and share their opinions and plans. And apparently it was one of the main places where um, strategies for January 6th were taking place. So they all got removed from the app stores too. And my coworker that's like liberal and right, right leaning, he posted, well, he didn't even make a post. He was sharing something with his mom about um antifa um conspiracies about how they infiltrated the mob and actually were the ones that ransacked the capital and made all that mess about them and he was just having a conversation with his mom and his messages and they flagged the messages and now he can't use that feature or maybe even the rest of the features for the app for 30 days so they're what going app through was messages
0: that? What app facebook, that? oh those facebook, facebook. hmm So and this this is the thing, right? This is (laughs) crazy. This is my thing with censorship. Like I have like a I have like a love-hate relationship with it. Cause like on the one hand, I'm like, okay, we talk about free speech, but like how far does free speech go? I know I had a conversation with uh this this mm-hmm. person he's a he's a white man he's a so-called leftist radical leftist and okay. um after was it the uh, the tiki torch thing you know um i just i just was pissed off because the folks from the ACLU were defending those tiki you remember the tiki torch guys that were down in um where was the teacher? Charleston, right?
1: Charlottesville.
0: Was it Charlottesville? Yeah. Okay. So they were done. Yeah. Right. So the ACLU was defending the the Tiki Torch guys and I was pissed off. And he was saying, oh, you know, everyone has, they're defending the right to free speech and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, where like for me as a black person, black bodied person." black-bodied human I really don't give a a crap if like about you know your right to your free speech blah 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 if if your speech is you know harmful right and can cause mm-hmm. you know harm like for me and, and and so that's why I say it's a love hate because you know there's all types of speech right? And creativity mm-hmm. and whatever. But when your speech is harmful, like, what do we do with that? That's, that's where I'm challenged. Like, what do you do with that? Because, okay, on the one hand, we could say, okay, sticks and stones, right? But then when someone who hears this message makes a deci- decision, and it's on them, it, I get it. It's on the person that makes a decision to act. But if the speech is insightful if the speech is harmful. Like, what do we do with that? Like, what do we do with all of that? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, as people can only just deal
3: with it, but the platforms decided that he was violating their terms and conditions, so they took him off. And people feel like it's a violation of, of free speech on a private platform to violate their terms and conditions. It's like, you can't go to somebody's house if like, you can't go to a Muslim person's house and say, excuse me, like, like, you can't do that. They have the right to kick you out. And that's the same thing with
1: these social media platforms. Of course. Yeah. Like it's not social media is not a representation of our world. And that's what people have are. I think people fight for social media to be the like the like the main interaction of our of our world and it's not it's mm-hmm. it's a platform and it's a own platform so it's mm-hmm. not where you can stay and do what you want they have the freedom to kick people out that don't follow the rules of the, and the same and, yep and the
3: same goes for the the app stores that kicked off those apps uh, that were allowing those things to happen and take place apparently though apple Told um Parler that their app was like that they needed to get their shit together basically because they were allowing too many violent conversations and threats mm. to happen on that to on that platform and it wasn't okay. And Parler felt like they had done enough to combat it, and Apple felt otherwise. So after everything
1: that happened on the
3: sixth, they got banned too.
1: Yeah, and you know what? It's funny we're talking about this. I'm gonna bring up our uh, friend Candace Owens not really our friend I'm being sarcastic but she just released a a PSA where she's talking about censorship and how it is um, being misused and how they're trying everybody is trying to to shut the right up and that the right is going to have to continue to fight for their voice and for their opinions to be heard because the world is making them out to be evil and corrupt and they're not
0: can
1: we just mm-hmm. talk Man, about just, these? Go ahead. I'm just. Uh, I was just saying this is unreal that this is where we're at, where there are people who are saying things that other people don't agree with and feel as if are dangerous, and they feel as if those people are somehow, some way plotting against them. It's it's uh, just an unreal place that we're at.
0: Can we just talk about the whole like? Black Cuban that was head of the Proud Boys and like all these black and Asians that we saw at um the march. I mean not the march, the the whatever whatever it was, the insurrection. Mm -hmm. Did you see all the black people that were there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there were a lot. Quite a few.
1: And then I hear there were a lot of locals that were a lot of locals who were like, What's going on? I want to be a part of this, and we're walking in as well. But There were also a lot of people that were there fighting for the cause.
0: Did you see the black that was screaming F black lives matter with, with the rest of them? Did you see the, the, the dudes that were inside of the, um, the, the, the the Capitol, the black kid, the black dudes that was inside. I'm just, I'm just like, I understand the ruckusness like that exists. I mean, I knew that it existed, but black men
3: also want to protect their guns
0: mm, that's what it is protect the gun and that's the thing you're willing now you're gonna go to jail because you know for sure when they say they're gonna round people up and arrest them they're going a black guy first you're going first black guy you know that's, that's how- a back burner issue to
3: some people i think say that again i feel like that's a back burner issue to some people though because they feel like that goes on all the time but first comes first they want they want that peace Should a nigga might try him before the police will
0: well this is the thing okay so they want to protect their guns right but the thing is um their guns are not in jeopardy that's a that's a that's a fake talking point like they're not even trying to take their guns from them. And that's the that's the thing that that the messaging that the right ha- keeps doing, that's that's a lie that they keep perpetuating. They're not trying to take people's guns from them. Yeah, and
1: it's it, it's the whole it's the whole narrative that the also with the black man that about family, right? With the with the strong movement of LGBTQ that the black man no longer has a place in his household. Oh, please. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of these conservative, as some people would say, misogynist uh viewpoints.
0: Are misogynist viewpoints
1: that you know that uh, that black men just super align with the quote unquote conservative, which just so happens not to be conservative.
0: I mean it's <laughs> super radical, because think about it. Like, okay, the I'ma just talk about like the people that I know of, right? I'm not going to generalize. I'm going to talk about people I know of. The Black men that I know of that subscribe to this rhetoric, they are, forgive me, insecure. They're insecure about themselves. They're insecure about their manhood. The, The Black men that I know that don't subscribe to that they're very secure. They're very secure in themselves. They're secure in their manhood, if you will, their identity. And so I think it's really, I'm going to be honest, I feel like it's an insecurity. And that—and I'm only basing it on the men that I know that either ascribe to it or subscribe to it or, or don't.
1: its I think it has a lot to do with that, like mostly to do with that. And I think, which is... When you pull the layer back even further, it has a lot to just do with the the trauma of being a black man in this country and falling for the the narrative of success that just is an illusion. So many illusions. And it's it's just a it's just a generational curse at this point.
0: Or even the illusions of manhood. Yeah. For like, sure. Like what you know, and I mean, and that is not binary and fixed and absolute either. All right. Right. You know, and so just the men that I know that subscribe to that type of thinking, they are very fixed and in and, and, and very, you know, in a box. And and you know, they talk that talk about oh the black family. But they're also the same person that says the black woman, I'm gonna use this word, quote unquote, should be this and should do this and should have her hair like this and should dress like this and should act this way. And it's like that is the problem, imposing these norms or these ideals onto people and just yeah. not you know accepting people in their full humanity. you know that's a part of the issue yeah for sure i don't think any one of us is what you would call quote-unquote like the ideal like you know of the you know vision of womanhood you know what i mean but it doesn't mean that we that that our version of womanhood is 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 bad you know what i mean like it's our version it's our version as we exist as black women
3: but her whole face
0: you
3: know you, oh i'm sorry i didn't realize i was off mute oh. um but no you guys are making great points i just don't know what else is gonna come from the future my co-worker has this conspiracy theory that um trump will get another platform and have like another plan go down before he gets out of office to stop them from invoking the 25th.
0: I mean, they're saying there, the media, different people Mm -hmm. are saying that possibly uh, something may be planned to go down on MLK day or on or before or around MLK day somewhere. Or, um, I'll say, or in the um, inauguration on the 20th. So there's like high alert for MLK day and also the inauguration. Um, So, yeah, like I'm just um, paying attention. I mean, and then the other implication too, have you noticed I mean, you're not on social media, Brittany, but Deja and um, Jaira, y'all are on social media. I've noticed now over the years, I've noticed people posting, I'm talking about black people on social media. I've noticed people posting themselves at the gun range or like posting their target after they're done or like posting (laughs) their holster. But I noticed like after this, man, my timeline was flooded. It seemed like all my friends was like posting them at the gun range, you know?
3: I didn't see that actually. No? Mm-mm.
0: Yeah, my time. But that's was- good. That. Everyone was at the gun range posting themselves with their holster or posting their <laughs> their gun range picture. And, they- and everybody was like, after, uh, after that, everyone was like, I'm strapped, I'm strapped. But I'm just saying that to say that this whole situation has put everyone on high alert. Mm-hmm. To be, You know, hyper aware of like your surroundings or like being black in the suburbs or, you know, just, it's just, I don't know, it's kind of, at least what I'm seeing is this put people on high alert to like be in public, like, how do y'all feel? Have y'all seen that or felt that?
1: Um, <clears throat> I noticed that at work, it, it wasn't even discussed. It was so shocking to me that we discussed George Floyd in that era of media way more than the riots were discussed. But I do notice that what happened made everyone feel uncomfortable. And I think that it's a must that people are gonna have to start being more careful and way more um, in control of their surroundings or at least understand their surroundings more. I, I just think that's just a must to switch habits.
0: Mm-hmm. You have thoughts, Deja or Jira? Um, I
3: agree with Brittany. I just think everyone needs to be on high alert. And I feel like everyone is waking up to what the media is doing. Or not, I'm sorry, not the media, but the government is doing after seeing the cops allow people into the Capitol and let them go crazy and everything else that they've done. I think that they're finally seeing the j
2: Yeah.
3: I'm glad people are trying to stand up for themselves and taking action.
0: What'd you say, Jira? Oh
2: no, I was just saying, I agree with um, what they were saying. I just feel like uh, eventually people will start seeing, um, well, I mean, people already do see it, but like, I feel like more people see how corrupt everything is. And, um, but regardless, people only see what they want to. So it wouldn't, like, how do people... That's so true, Jiren. Yeah. It it, it doesn't matter. Like, honestly, um, you know, the people who did what they did at the Capitol or, you know, whatever they were thinking, they didn't think it was bad. They just thought it was good for them like you know they, they weren't really thinking about um anybody else but themselves so so true yeah it's so you know, true you
0: saw the guy that guy when they started showing people's picture about who was getting arrested and did you see that one white guy that was down with the proud boys and he was saying he shouldn't be arrested because has a black wife with natural hair yeah i saw that <laughs> dumb oh, shit. yeah that's oh, crazy the, the proud boy thing is weird like but that's all a part of the kkk rebranding you know how when the kkk said like a couple of years ago they were going to rebrand itself and they got like a black like leader and then he was teaching them how to do it and then they <laughs> how to do it. i think i think that's what that is proud boys rebranding kkk but they let black people in now uncle ruckuses you know not just, yeah. but, uh, 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 you know, because there was some Asians up there too, yo. There's so many different yeah. ways people think. It's
1: unreal to me, like, how people come up with their, like, ideologies and what they think the world really is. Oh, man, it's so crazy.
0: Man, but guess what everyone agrees on? What? They're anti-Black. <laughs> that's right. all these people, all these people agree that, that that's what they all agree on. right so crazy man that's why we have to eradicate that's why we have to have these conversations you know people don't want to have conversations at the office about you know real transparent conversations about diversity or about racism or about sexism you know and it's because it's an uncomfortable conversation and it's uncomfortable because a lot of people are practicing anti-blackness and misogyny you know and sexism and that's why it's uncomfortable because a lot of people in power get to benefit off of, you know, these systems for sure. of oppression and supremacy. For sure, for sure, for sure. So yeah. I, I think we need to, I think in office spaces, like, you know, we saw the whole, everyone was uncomfortable after the George Floyd. And then everyone came up with the, oh, you know, we love black people and, you know, we want to do better type statement. And I think you know, now is the time that that needs to be backed up. You know, what? what is the training that needs to happen? What is the rehiring that needs to happen? What's the restructuring of power or the shifting of power um, or the sharing of power? Like what needs to happen, right? What, how do people's salaries, right, need to be increased? People need to get those raises and those bonuses. And that's just on like a corporate level, you know? But, yeah,
1: let's talk about that. I like, I like that.
0: but I mean you know that's just on that's just on a capitalist level you know right there I mean what about you know the fair treatment of you know people in general but what about the fair treatment of workers and what about our environment and our earth and how we treat one another and you know how we take care of you know domestic workers and things and people (laughs) who You know, really care for our children and care for us, or what about our health care systems? It's like we really need to look, you know, about yes. doctors, right? Like, what about getting, you know, having more black doctors? I, you know, I saw a statistic where a lot of, um, in the hood, you know, a lot of black doctors are not getting, um, are not becoming the OBGYN because of the insurance. It's too high. They become other types of doctors because the insurance is too high. And that's why we don't have as many black because the OBGYN is one of the highest insurance. And that's why we don't have um, black OBGYN in the hood. You know, ain't that crazy? It is. That's how deep, that's how deep this, this, this goes, you know, Uh, I don't know. Well, this whole thing is still unfolding. People are still being arrested. And um, I mean, and that's the other thing too. I saw, you know, we were having conversation like, okay, in the world where we're talking about abolition and defund police, you know, um, it like, are we demanding, like what's the irony that we're sitting with with people being locked up or demanding that people be locked up? But then at the same time, like what mechanism you know is in place to deal with what we saw or just not just that specifically but the levels It's a great question. It's a great question. I don't know. Do y'all have thoughts about
1: that? I mean I I mean I don't really have thoughts because it's like the question is is what what would happen if we didn't have police in or that moment at all prisons
0: or military
1: i mean i, I have no clue i have no clue I, I mean really michael pence i mean they they came in right when michael pence was in the middle of county the electoral college votes they had to hide mike pence how many secret service did he probably have he probably had like four to six secret service on him so you take those away who would have known what it would have happened to Mike Pence mm. if they would have if they would have caught Mike Pence? They had a noose outside.
0: Yeah. What that the happened. hell?
1: You thought they they you think they walked to the Capitol with that noose for 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 sightseeing?
0: Right. Yeah.
1: People need law and order. Uh-oh. But I just don't know. I just don't know what that <laughs> look, I just don't know what that looks like. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> and they
0: do. Oh no. I don't know. We're still dealing
1: with it. What I'm saying by law and order, I'm not saying it in I'm saying it in the sense of if me, you, of uh, us four, we have laws. We have order. Mm-hmm. We get on we get on this podcast at a certain time. We do certain things, Um, Deja talks about music, Jaira talks about tech, there's law, there's order. So I'm not saying in the sense of government being the um, enforcer of it, but there has to be some system, some type of understanding, trust and boundaries.
0: I mean, I don't have the answer. I, I me mean, neither. it's all a question. It's all a question, like me either. As an abolitionist, and it's like you know, that one dude that had them two teeth that looked like a vampire. You saw that dude on the picture? No, mm-hmm. lock him up. You're <laughs> 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 like, talking
1: as an abolitionist.
0: <laughs> as an abolitionist, lock him up. <laughs> 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 What about that dude that had on that little bikini with the uh,
1: moose horns? What did he have on? Man, that dude thought he was on an episode <laughs> of Game of Thrones for real. Oh, my goodness. Oh They're my- talking about So he's still living in his mama basement and shit. I'm like, man, y'all crazy. I but mean- they real life found all these people and got like different, different all these different biographies on these people, man. It's wild. Oh, man. Oh, no. As an
0: abolitionist, <laughs> lock <them> up. <laughs> but definitely that dude with them two vampire teeth. Whoa, he was looking great. I'll send you all that picture, but that joint was scary. <laughs> like, what? Wild times, for sure. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep exploring that. We'll keep exploring that. I have a couple of more stories. I'm like, uh, well, not a couple more, but I have one more story in the astrology report. But I wanted to just share because I wanted to get you guys input. Um, There's been recently within the last couple of years, people have been, but more recently, uh, people have been, uh, musicians have been selling their catalog. And I guess like For me, I've been in conversations for the last—I don't know—my whole life, and where um, the the conversation was centered on owning your masters and the struggle for like Black artists to own their masters. I mean, part of that is the reason Sam Cooke was murdered, right? Um, And you know what? What do we see like with uh, Pimp C? You know right Um, and just michael jackson michael jackson prince you know um wouldn't
1: wouldn't work with an artist
0: if they didn't own their own masters and so you know i guess um for me i'm just uh confused by why artists would sell their masters but we recently saw um jimmy iveen he sold his production catalog that included eight mile and we saw bob dylan he sold his entire songwriting catalog um it's like songs
1: the list goes on you got rizza steve nicks david crosby barry manilow blondie chrissy Hine, dave stewart Killers, Imagine Dragons, Dolly Parton, L.A. Reid,
0: No ID, and Calvin Harris, all this year. Yeah, like, so, for me, I'm confused, like I said, because the entire, my entire life, I've always, you know, been taught, you have to own, own, own your masters, own your masters, and so, and, and and like you said look at the artists who've been murdered because they own their masters yeah well but, uh, yeah
1: well so some of it does have to do with what i was reading with streaming when an artist would you know after an album comes out and they own their own music and people are buying the actual CDs and tapes or vinyls you get money off of that the royalties off of that but the royalties that you get off the streams when you own your own music aren't enough so with this COVID shit going on some of these artists are selling their stuff because it's worth more to sell it than it is to just get money off of getting streams so it's a hot market right now for publishing just because you're not really going to be making money off of anything else if you if you if you own if you own your own music or you own other people's music, it's basically a seller's market at this point. Um, I mean a buyer's, uh, yeah, a seller's market at this point, just because that it's like gold right now because the artist CDs and vinyls, even though people are like you know buying them as collector items, they're not like you know Michael Jackson selling a mi- a million records or you know, the Beatles pass, you know, somebody passes away in the Beatles or the Temptations and then everyone goes out and buys like the hard copies of their CDs. So the, it's like almost like the music industry has lost its value because of streaming.
0: Well, I could read you the um, Forbes article, it's real short, you wanna hear it? hmm mm-hmm. So this one is, uh, th- I had two other articles one is the Jimmy Iovine article and the other one's the Bob Dylan article, but I'll, I'll save those. Um, I think this one kind of hits to the conversation. Um, this one isn't Forbes. It was published. I'm trying to see the date. Uh, December uh, the 15th, I think it says. Uh, what date does it say? It's Forbes just? De- I can't see oh the 13th so this was published on december 13th 2020 it says the motive behind music artists selling their publishing isn't always money this is written by um bobby owenski he's a senior contributor um and it's in the hollywood and entertainment section of um forbes it says um over the over the last year we've seen the acquisitions of music publishing catalogs by giants. Hypnosis Hypnosis Songs Fund, LTD, and Primary Wave, as well as sales of individual catalog, mostly recently by Bob Dylan and Stevie Nicks. Many of the music industry are taken back by the prices being paid, and some are questioning the motive behind the artist's desire to sell what may be their most cherished asset. It's true that the way that we may Wait, it's true that we may be in a publishing bubble and prices may never again be this high, but aging artists have other things on their minds besides their legacy, their families. The good reason to keep it, in a post to the, what does this say, Lafette's letter, publisher, Randall posted pointed out that the steady long-term income from music publishing is sometimes overlooked when it comes to the prospect of a giant payday. I don't know a single person that has sold their catalog that hasn't eventually regretted it, he stated in the post. After paying attorney fees and capital gains taxes, then getting just a small 0.75% return on the windfall that sits idle in a money market fund, a catalog sale may not look so good, in the hindsight of selling what is usually an appreciated asset. It's about estate planning. What's mostly overlooked is that artists may be looking more to estate planning than the actual cash that catalog that a catalog might generate. First and foremost for an artist is, the sa- it, is that the sale will entrust his or her songs to a dedicated music professional that truly cares about the artist's work rather than to an inexperienced family member not all that interested in the time it takes to administrate the catalog. Sometimes an estate looks more at the cash flow rather than the artist's legacy. Decisions that are based more on revenue than the more than the artistic merit of the songs themselves have devalued many a catalog not to mention going against the wishes of artists. Selling the catalog while an artist is still alive can also avoid any potential infighting amongst family. Members after the artist has passed, avoiding potential tabloid fodder and saving on legal bills. The Frank Zappa estate comes to mind. So this is a final um, thought. Many of the most popular artists currently selling are in their 70s. The influx of cash could enable them to embark on that one big project of a lifetime while there's still time. You can't spend royalties if you don't have enough time to collect them. And it's impossible that those payouts might diminish over time as well. While many artists are so close to their music that they'd never consider selling it, age has a way of softening that outlook. It's probably not a good strategy for younger artists to go for that big payday when it comes to their publishing. For an older artist, it can definitely make sense. So, that's what he says. Y'all got thoughts that was, on that? That was a pretty good. That was a really good article.
1: Yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: What do you think, Piper? Insightful. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What What do you guys reaction to it?
3: I was. I, was, I feel I was, like it makes a lot of sense.
0: Me too. What were you gonna what
1: do you think Piper With um,
0: I just don't understand why folks would sell their publishing I mean, I get it that they're trying to um maybe they do have families that don't give a shit
1: I can see that happen. i can see that a lot like a people not like Leah. Yeah. Like I could see it's just like wine, like somebody who doesn't understand a vintage of a wine and they just drink the shit or just, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Throw it away because they don't like wine, not realizing what it really is or a piece of artwork, you know? So from that sense, I definitely understand. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: I mean, and I think about COVID, right? Wonder if like COVID times to happen meaning you know what i mean it was even more dramatic like what is the value of somebody's music at that point when we're in a depression i don't know
0: i guess so that's a good point what is the value of people's music when when we're in this depression okay that's something to marinate on um because uh I'd like to maybe have that conversation next week. You know, just a bit like, I want to think about that a bit more. That's a good question, Brittany. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Uh, Well, we've been on for a minute and I have a kind of long astrological report uh i feel like i've been doing all the talking though do y'all have anything to add before we do the astrology report like to any of the conversations we we were um just speaking on
1: no i think i don't think you've been doing a lot of talking i thought i think it was some really good dialogue tonight Mm -hmm.
3: yes yeah okay i'm enjoying myself
0: (laughs) all right let me see so all right i'm gonna do this astrology report so there's like an overall like I'm gonna do like the year, like but just in general, general, general the year, and then I'm gonna do this week. Okay. Um, so 2020 is supposed to bring uh I'm sorry, 2021 is supposed to bring us some uh some fresh energy, right? Uh so we saw in 2020, uh just 2020 just brought us a lot more. Uh, different kind of cosmic alignments and those alignments indicated new energies and the start of a new cycle. And so in 2021, we basically now have the opportunity to integrate all these upgrades and shifts in consciousness um, that we experienced last year. And so 2021 is also a five, a number five year in numerology, which is all about creativity and innovation. And so we're able to use this energy in a new way um, and, 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 and really be thrifty and think outside the box, right? So we also have a strong Aquarian energy happening throughout this year. And this is in part because of the, um, the, remember that rare alignment we had uh, on December 21st, and it was the, the Great Conjunction. Um, and that was the alignment of Saturn and Jupiter and Aquarius. And so that energy is creating this wave of Aquarian energy and helping us to integrate and shift into this age of Aquarius. So although we're feeling this Aquarian energy all through the year, on February the 11th, we're going to have um, an Aquarius new moon. And so, of course, Aquarius season is, you know, the end of January through like mid-February. And so we'll be feeling um, that energy, you know, we'll be feeling that energy like really strong, really during that period. Um So Aquarian energy is very much about the collective and focusing on what is good for the group. It's a very uh, community-based energy. And well, you know, this is really beautiful, right? Um, You know, thinking of people and society and all that, but we also have to uh, just be balanced, you know, just keep in mind to a bit of balance because we don't want to completely forget the needs of the individual. Right. Um, and that can be a tendency, uh, when we have strong Aquarian energy, um, Aquarian energy is also about technology and advancements in technology and innovation and, um, funding new ways of doing, you know, like finding, you know, new ways of doing things. Um, We definitely saw technology infiltrate our lives a lot more last year, and we'll see that increase this year. Um, Aquarius on the deepest levels is also about healing and healing the collective consciousness. And um, if you notice the symbol for Aquarius is the water bearer. And so Aquarius is not a water sign, it's an air sign. Um, And it has the ability to collect the water and which the water represents the collective consciousness and to cleanse it. Um, And that's the power of air, right? The power of breath. And then it returns that, right? uh, Energy back down to earth. And so um, we can each tap into this Aquarian gift of healing and find ways to heal and shift and transform and raise the vibrations of ourselves and our environment, um, our world, you know, and our collective consciousness. Um, our, Our spiritual work or our meditation or our visualization or our prayers, you know, whatever modality we've decided to use, um, they're not just for us anymore, right? They're, they're for the planet and they're for the universe and they're for the greater whole. And so we can all connect to that energy in our own way or, you know, whatever way feels right for us. And so, um, the next major theme for 2021 is this like Saturn Uranus square, and so Saturn will be in an Aquarius, um, uh, uh, um, an Aquarius and, um, sorry, Uranus is in Aquarius and Saturn is in Taurus. And it's going to happen three times. Uh, no, I'm sorry, because uh, Aquarius is ruled by Uranus. So it's reverse. So Aquarius... I'm sorry, Saturn is going to be in Aquarius and um, and uh, Uranus will be in Taurus, right? And that's going to happen three times in 2021. And they will form a square alignment and that's going to be 90 degrees from each other. So this is a rare alignment. And the fact that it's going to happen three times this year indicates it's an important theme and it's going to shape, uh, let's call it like the beginning, middle and end of the journey that we're going to walk um, throughout this year. So the first alignment is going to be uh, February the 17th. The next one is going to be June 14th. And the final one is going to be December the 24th. So these dates become like the beginning, middle, end uh, markings of this journey. So, when Saturn and Uranus come together in the square, it indicates a bit of rebellion, of restlessness, and tension. Um, It can mean like a push pull, right, between establishment and freedom, you know, or, or, you know, just fill in the blank, right? Um, So, the higher reason is uh, that there needs to be some sort of shakeup to the tried and true things that you know, govern our society. Um, it's about shifting society. And, um, that was a big theme in 2020, by the way, right? Um, the way we govern society, we know needs to shift. And so that's what we'll see manifest, um, under the Saturn Uranus square. Um, the Saturn Uranus square is also about, is also our calling card, uh, for our mother earth. And how we're treating her um, or how we treat the planet, you know, um, we really need to step back and take responsibility, you know, for our planet. And so this alignment may really force us to do that. I mean, we we can no longer afford to abuse our planet and we may get some strong messages under this energy. Um It can bring extreme weather events and, um, you know, these kind of things we need to look out for. Um, But it's basically our calling card, right, to protect the planet uh, when that Saturn-Uranus alignment happens. So let's just be conscious about how we're choosing to use the resources of Mother Earth um uranus is also the planet of surprise so whenever it's making an alignment like this it's a bit unpredictable because the nature of uranus is unpredictability so it could be something shocking or surprising or um you know some information some like new information that sweeps us and catches us off guard um So Uranus surprises us to awaken us though, right? It shakes us up so we can open our eyes. And the next big alignment of 2021 um, is a series of eclipses. And so last year in 2020, we had six eclipses. And um, this year we have four. And four is pretty much the normal amount of eclipses we have in a year. So eclipses are like turning points um, for the year. Um, they're basically like quantum leaps, and they can become indicators of where we want to go. So usually we're forced to like let something go in order to graduate to that next level. Um, it could be, you know, things also, you know, coming into our life as well. And so two of these eclipses will be the strongest types um that 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 exists and um I'll, I'll talk about those later uh you know in, in later episodes of the podcast as we get closer to them but um the first one is going to happen in may and that's going to be a full moon eclipse and it's also you know the full moon is also known as the blood moon because it has the uh that kind of reddish glow and um you know, we'll, 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 you know, I'll, I'll let you guys know about the eclipses. Um, let's talk about Jupiter for a second. So Jupiter um, is going it, to, it basically spends about 12 months in each um, sign of the zodiac. And so usually astrologers will look to Jupiter to see what themes um, are going to be going on for the year. And so we want to look at um at Jupiter, um, you know, moving forward. So just going back um, to what I was saying earlier. So 2021 is a a five year in numerology and five, the number five is very creative. So we're integrating a lot of energies um, and this integration will allow us to tap into new levels of creativity, new skills, and just, you know, new, new pockets of information and, and just open in our minds, right? Um, and in our hearts, we become more uh, open and aware. And also at the end of December, at the end of the year, uh, Venus is going to go into retrograde. And it does it about every 18 months. And when it does, it's a time of heart healing and heart opening, And so Venus will go into retrograde in the sign of Capricorn and it'll be a time for us to reflect and go within and, and basically find our worth. And so um, this year, also in July uh, Venus will be aligning with the planet Mars. And this is a, it's pretty rare. It happens about every two years. And um, it, 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 it says it's going to increase the amount of soulmates. So um, look out for that. And so Saturn will be in Aquarius for all of 2021 and it'll leave in March of 2023. And so maybe that's when we'll see the end of the pandemic. I don't know. Um, just looking at the the that, I don't know. Um, so, and as time goes on, I think we're definitely going to feel that uh, reborn, you know, rebuilt energy being woven in, but there's still some collapse that needs to happen. And um, wherever there's change, you know, there's a certain level of chaos, right? Like the Phoenix rising from the ashes. So that's like our overall year. And so um, now I just want to talk a bit about... um, this week, and this isn't quite as long about this week, but it's not that short either. So this week uh, there could be a sense of irritability and frustration. Um, We see the old world is collapsing and the new world is starting to build up, right? So we also know that our souls signed up to be here at this time to bring earth into this state of consciousness, right? So our souls already know the way, you know, we've already been told all of this, right? Um, So know that we have the knowledge and the power and the strength to handle, you know, whatever comes our way. So there's gonna be a new moon that falls in the sign of Capricorn and it's gonna bring with it some very grounding energy, which is um, a really good time to center ourselves and create some structure and routine. Um, also, there's some energy around this new moon that says we can do hard things. Um, we're we are strong, we're capable. Um, there is something difficult that we need to do and maybe we're faced with some challenges So know that this new moon is bringing new energy that is supportive and and lifting you up under the light or darkness. (laughs) Um, And the other energy uh, we can tap into in this new moon is of new beginnings and fresh starts. Um, This new moon activates a point in our cosmic sky that was very important in 2020. It was one of the uh, biggest alignments that uh, kick-started everything that 2020 became. And so the fact that this point is returning uh, to, the, to, to, the, to the sky in the same, uh, in the, to the same, po- so this alignment is returning to the same point, right? In the sky, it symbolizes a, a leveling up. Um, we can begin again, right? We are wiser now. We don't need to follow that same pattern or traps or locked mentality. We can begin again. With a new wisdom and a higher level of consciousness. And um, new moons are always a great time for intentions. So, uh, you know, we're new people from who we were a year ago. So let's set intentions based on who we are now, um, letting go of expectations, right? So we may have all had a lot of big expectations for 2020, and then maybe they didn't happen. And so this is our opportunity to begin again uh, with our new wisdom. And we know better now, right? Um, how we It's so all we can do better. And um, we have better awareness now. Um, so that's a, a rise of the new moon. That's going to happen on the 12th and 13th, depending on your time zone. And then on the 14th, we have uh, the planet Uranus moving direct. So Uranus had been direct, uh, had been retrograde. Uh, since August. And now it'll shift into direct motion. And so Uranus is the planet of change. So we may experience an aha moment or uh, something that was not clear, something uh, that maybe we've been working on, something you've been working on possibly um, in August that you may find clarity on around the 14th. And as Uranus goes direct, you um, We have no major planets in retrograde for a little while. So lots of moving forward energy. Mercury though is preparing to go retrograde at the end of this month, but before then we'll experience um, forward motion. So we'll notice time moving forward more quickly and things moving forward. So let's use that. So that's that's my report. That's my astrology report. Does anything resonate with anyone? You guys there? <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, sorry. <laughs> I didn't get back to the app. Yeah, that was sweet. Yeah, um, thanks, I Pipe. Just, just does excited does to see resonate? how it plays out. But does anything resonate with y'all? Or did you feel like, eh, no? Um, I can't really
3: say i felt anything yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, it all resonates, Pipe. Nothing pinpoints, but it was really mm-hmm. good.
0: OK, well, we'll see. Um, I'm just thinking like when we did the report last time and I called it on the six that happened right on the six. <laughs> I was like, yeah, although. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so just look at things that, you know, we want to do and like when to do them, just working to be a bit more um, cognizant of our tools that we were given by our ancestors, you know, to do yes like listen to the universe and watch the skies and pay attention and all that. So um just working on doing that a little bit more, but how have you, how, before we go, just share how you guys are leveling up this year. Like, let's go Jaira. How are you leveling up this year, Jaira?
2: Um, I am going to be working super hard to get my um, uh, skills in, learning uh, Python and learning how to uh, code, like as far as like making, developing apps and things like that and um, just cybersecurity in general. I wanna be like, like, I'm trying to go hard this year. I'm trying to like, by the end of this year, I wanna be so, I wanna be uh, very knowledgeable in a, a lot of, like in three different categories, like Linux, Python, and um, iOS developing.
0: What about you, Deja? How are you leveling up this year?
3: Um, more beats and coding. I don't know how I'm going to fit time in for that, but I really want to try it. So those are my two goals.
0: Brittany, how are you leveling up? Um, just
1: I'd say I want everybody to know about my pizza by the end of the year. I want that to be a
0: thing brand recognition okay i guess for me um it's just a lot learning some tools that i need so like i'm taking marketing certificate class and i'm taking this music business uh certificate program In, uh just yeah leveling up in 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 that kind of way you know, leveling up, leveling up my my skill set, but then I think also I I want to acknowledge the present, and um, you know I did buy a really nice new camera, and I was on the list to get the uh, Canon R five, and I got it, and so and got some license. nice pipe. Yeah, so just uh, we'll be doing more photography and video projects and just um.
3: That's so cool.
0: Pushing that up. <laughs> Congrats. Thanks. So we'd like to get y'all involved in that. And, I, and and y'all help help me level that up. And then I'd like to get involved with what you're doing and help you level up. Oh, so. I would love that. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I've had fun. How do how you guys feel? Feel good, always. Yeah, I really appreciate all of you. I appreciate you deja for what you brought today thank you so much and appreciate you you, Jaira. oh we need an artist for the week you got anyone deja um it'll be a mystery okay (laughs) all right that's what's up we love mysteries um and and that's another thing that i want to uh talk talk to you about i got another music topic for next week but love mystery Ooh. yeah so that's piper carter podcast for the week this was um episode 105 y'all we're getting we're getting up there you know yeah yeah um a thousand. so just want to appreciate all the listeners everyone that just keep listening keep sharing um let us know what you want to talk about we started Posting a bit more on social media. So uh, we'll work to start bringing you some more video and live content on the socials so we can uh, get some more feedback and engagement. But um, if you want to connect with us, we are pc.podcast on Instagram and also on Facebook. And we have a Facebook group, Piper Carter Podcast. Join there to join the conversations. And, you know, Just keep listening to Detroit is Different. We really appreciate Kari Way-Fraser for just creating this awesome platform with all these different podcasts that are on it. So check out all the podcasts on Detroitisdifferent.net and we will see you next week. Peace. Remember to like, share subscribe and always listen on stitcher google play
1: apple store and spotify